Welcome to The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. Stay tuned to meet today's guest and hear their story of what makes them tick, what drives them to succeed, and their role in growing a thriving business community. The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs chronicles the success and secrets of locally owned businesses and owners. Listen in live as we discuss their secrets and learn how they are making a positive impact in their community. You're listening to your host, Barb McGrath, business leader, entrepreneur, and founder of the Get Found on Google program. Let's get started. Our guest today is Erica Gale from her namesake photography business, Erica Gale Photography. She's the owner, and she's going to talk a little bit about the importance of taking pictures, uh, capturing images, and just you know keeping track of all of those important moments in life. So often we snap a picture uh, with our cell phones nowadays and we think, ah, that's good, that's all I need. But Erica actually has a really unique niche to the type of pictures that she takes. And in fact, it's something that's always fascinated me because the women that she's taking pictures of, they are brave. They are absolutely brave beyond anything that I can ever imagine. So first off, I would like to welcome Erica Gale to our show today. Welcome. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's here. wonderful to have you here. So glad yeah. you could be here. Me too. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about Erica Gale Photography. Uh, well, where do I start? Um, I have been um, a photographer. Well, I've been in the photography industry for about 12 years now. Um, so I've been doing this for quite a while, but I just started my business maybe about two years ago um, and started with like weddings because like that's naturally where that's where everybody seems start. Yeah, start. everyone's like, yeah. that's where the money's at. It's like, well, no, there's other ways to do it too, but <laughs> um, so I sh shortly after. Um, discover or certainly after opening my business, I, uh, I discovered boudoir photography, which is, um, if you're not familiar with the term boudoir, it is, uh, the French word for woman's bedroom. So basically that doesn't really tell you much about the, uh, the actual genre of photography, but basically it's just, um, it all boils down to like taking pretty photos of ladies in their undergarments or lingerie or like whatever sort of um, it makes them feel comfortable and confident. So, so tell me about that because, you know, as a woman of sort of that, um, a little bit more mature age, yeah. the thought of like running around in front of a camera, uh, like, no, <laughs> no, it's not <laughs> happening. Yeah. So like, tell me about these women, like, where do they find the courage to do this? Um, well, see, that's a funny question, actually, because like a lot of people, because I, I post a lot, um, you know, on Facebook and stuff, and a lot of people comment um, that like, oh, I wish I had her confidence, or I wish, um, you know, I could do that sort of thing. But I feel like confidence is one of those things that you that comes from within, you don't really, you don't, you don't really like gain confidence by not trying to do things that make you confident. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, so I feel like, 
when a lot of the people come in or a lot of the women that I photograph, they come into my studio, like 90% of them are like shaking in their boots. They're like, I don't know why I'm here. Like I've even had people tell me like, um, I sat in my car for 20 minutes and I almost left and I'm like, Oh my God, don't stand me up. Like, <laughs> no, wait, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that like a lot of, a lot of the confidence that comes from, um, that is a result of these sessions is actually, it takes place during the actual shoot and it's not something you necessarily will have before you come into the studio yeah. yeah um and like where does the idea come from because you know there's never been a time where I'm sitting on the couch going you know I think I want somebody to take pictures of me in my underwear yeah it's just never <laughs> happened like where does it where does it come from where do you think the inspiration for your clients comes from um, probably, probably seeing me post my own photos because I do a lot of selfies and stuff too. So I will put my camera up on a tripod and I have a little app on my phone that allows me to control my phone. So I'll just, I'll get naked in front of my camera and like post it. So I have a Facebook group that I post to a lot and I'll post photos of myself in there. So I think that that also really helps kind of inspire my clients to be like, oh, okay, well, Erica walks the walk and she talks the talk. So I can do this too. So, um, exactly. I also really think it helps that, um, my portfolio is full of um, bodies of all types. Um, yes. Instead of you know, only showing the quote unquote model type of body, whatever that means, I roll, but <laughs> um, yeah. you know, showing all of the types of bodies in my portfolio definitely um, shows my clients that you know, anybody can do this. It's not just someone that necessarily looks good on camera. Quote mm -hmm. quote. <laughs> yes. And you know, I think that's what I, I love about what you do because a you're, you're allowing women to see themselves in such a positive light and every single image i suppose it's getting a little bit better i'll say 99 percent of images that we see out there they've been airbrushed and they've had plastic surgery and you know i have a daughter who's 12 and she's actually sitting in the background here oh. <laughs> um, the images that we see as women of other women in the media like they're perfect they're mm -hmm. absolutely perfect and my daughter recently did a school project on celine dion so you know my daughter really enjoys the the music and the art and and that kind of industry and so through her project uh we talked with her about you know celine dion's had plastic surgery and you know here's some of the things that she's done so she looks great on stage but there's so little of the real person left and it's definitely not just you know that particular artist any artist nowadays what you see and who the real person is and what they look like are completely different mm -hmm. right and so i can't help as a mom to think about that impact right yeah. this is a real body you are a real body this stick figure that only eats once a day like that's not a real body and a real life right? So mm -hmm. no, I think that's fantastic. So just as we were talking uh, today, kind of getting started, you talked about some virtual shoots that you're doing. Yeah. I mean, right away I was like, what? A virtual <laughs> shoot? Like I've heard of the whole front porch thing. What's a yeah. virtual shoot? So a uh, virtual shoot is, um, and this wasn't, I will preface this with, this is not my idea. This is an idea that has been going around the boudoir community. Um, Terry Hofford out of Winnipeg is actually the one that um, started doing the, the whole thing. She put out a, um, what is it called? A course. This is like a, it's called Shake 
uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on here. I'm allowed to swear on this. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, shake shit up with webcams. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> but anyway, so um, she put out this course, and it just explains, um, you know, as a photographer, you know, uh, right now we're not um, able to work, so um, being able to connect with people um, via either FaceTime or Zoom or any other like video chat software um, through our computers. We just connect with our clients and then we kind of walk around our space and see where the good light is and everything. Okay. And then um, you get them to put their phone in a holder or on a chair or whatever, kind of prop it up. And then you just direct them much like it would be an actual shoot, um, um, except you're just connecting over video chat. So okay. um, in order to take the photos, um, I just would screenshot it and, um, take it into Photoshop and kind of add some like effects on it and stuff, make it look a little like less like a screenshot, I guess. Um, yeah. because you know, due to, you know, technological, um, limitations and everything, obviously like, screenshots from a computer are way less quality than like a high-end DSLR camera. Yeah, so, exactly. So the images themselves are going to be a little different, um, more like sort of lend themselves more to like the vintage slash artistic aesthetic. So um, I haven't shot any of them yet, but I've got a couple scheduled for this afternoon. So I'm really excited to try them out and see what happens. So, so did you practice kind of in your own environment to figure out how it's going to work or like I, I'm seeing some serious testing needing to happen before you're ready well, to hit the go button. The, uh, the shoots that I'm doing today are test shoots. So <laughs> I, uh, I opened it up to my past clients and I was like, Hey, who wants to help me out with this? And a bunch of people signed up. So they all, they're all going into this knowing that like this might or might not work. <laughs> well, but what an awesome idea to test because yeah. you know, when I look at what I do, so, you know, I do a ton of digital marketing for local businesses and you know, whether I'm building a website or running an ad for them, um, I can pretty much do it all online. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I often have clients who they want to talk face to face. We are still human beings. They still want that. But, you know, if we can't have in-person face to face, video is getting to be a really good next option. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I find when I'm, I'll say, when I'm particular uh, with my clients about you know, let's meet online. It's only going to take, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. That's all it takes. Mm -hmm. But when you meet in person, now it takes 90 minutes. Right. So it's you more expensive for the clients. Sit down and <laughs> exactly. And you do all the small talk and it's like, hmm, I can actually be a lot more productive. Right. And that's kind of addictive. It's like, wow, yeah. I could really only work eight hours a day instead of 10 because now I'm not driving all over the place. Exactly. And you don't have to put pants on. So <laughs> Exactly. Shh, that was supposed to be a secret. <laughs> Oops, sorry. <laughs> so, okay, you're gone. You went from weddings into boudoir. Like that's yeah. kind of that's a jump. So, like, what inspired that change for you? Huh. Um, I think I think it was just that, like, like I love shooting weddings. Don't get me wrong, but there's just some. There's just something. For me, um, that like just connecting one-on-one -on -one with a person is a lot more fulfilling for me. Um, I also have like a little bit of anxiety. So like being in big groups of people like at weddings and stuff isn't necessarily my biggest like cup of tea all yeah. of the time. But like, so like being working one-on-one -on -one with people is definitely um, more kind of my speed. So okay. when I 
realize that like the impact that these sessions could have on the people that I'm photographing, um, mm -hmm. just the confidence that they leave with, like, you know, their um, self-image just like skyrockets. Um, I have like a little spot in my studio here where after every session they write down something that they love about themselves. So just like seeing all of that stuff um, just kind of coming together, it's, uh, I don't know, it just made me, it made me rethink kind of the direction I was taking with my business. And I'm like, well, but I could just like, I could just do this all the time and mm -hmm. well, never leave my house because I have a home studio. So I don't have to leave the house. Yeah. Um, all my clients come to me. I don't have to worry about the weather um, because I'm shooting indoors all the time. So I don't know, to me, it was just kind of like a no brainer to like shift my business in this direction. Um, yeah. I think it's mostly though, because like, I just find it like super fulfilling. Like every time a client leaves, I just like, I have this biggest grin on my face. I'm also tired and exhausted, of course, but like, I'm always so happy just cause you know, we always have such a good time in the studio. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and, and there's something to be said for having that home studio, controlling your environment. Like mm -hmm. you really, you're the master of your own destiny in a situation yeah. like that. Right. And so that's kind of cool. Um, and I've heard from other photographers, like weddings are hard work. Yes. Yes. They're long days. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they're working with a group of people who, you know, happy or sad, like you're kind of worked up the day of a wedding. You want everything to go perfect. Um, so, you know, that's a tough clientele. Yeah. It's very emotionally draining. There's a, there's a thing that, uh, us wedding, well, I guess ex wedding photographers, but us wedding photographers will say, um, is that the wedding hangover is the next day is the worst part of it because you're just so exhausted from being on for 12 hours and taking mm -hmm. photos and you're just sore and it literally feels like you were hungover. Like you like drank like six bottles of wine the night before. So. Yes, exactly. Well, and I suppose the other thing too, that we haven't touched on, um, if you're a wedding photographer, that's a Saturday, Sunday gig, or maybe a Saturday only gig. Yeah. There are very few like Monday, nine o'clock kind of weddings. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I remember back when we got married, um, we had a Friday night wedding. It was on mm -hmm. the long weekend, the Thanksgiving long weekend. And wow, did we ever create angst amongst people. And it really? Was like, We're in a small wedding. Uh, absolutely. We want everybody to be able to get there. Um, maybe it was a sad, maybe it was Saturday night, seven o'clock. Cause we gave people the travel day. Mm -hmm. I don't know there, but we did it at, at night and oh gosh, yeah, we had, we had so many people worked <laughs> up about it. And it was like, Okay, whatever. This is our day. Yeah. People get yeah. so worked up about weddings, especially when they're not theirs. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. That's so true. When they're not theirs, it's like, yeah. who cares? This is what we want. Like, we wanted simple, like, simple to the extreme. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like that was insulting people that we wouldn't be more elaborate. That's like, ridiculous. Yeah, no. We're getting married. Well, we're getting married this year too. And like, our wedding's going to be super duper small and like simple and. Like if people don't like that, then don't come. Like, you know, exactly. <laughs> I don't like how we're doing it. Just don't come. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be careful. Don't know who's watching here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. It's true. That's right. Lately, I love you all. <laughs> exactly. So, so like, tell me a little bit about how you balance it because you got a home studio. Mm -hmm. uh, you're planning your own wedding. Yeah. So how do you how do you make sure when you're working in that home environment that you actually do enough work to I'll say you know grow your business, achieve your, your business goals, uh, without getting too comfy to the fact that eh, I'm at home. I don't have to, you know, I don't even have to go and get groceries anymore. I can get them delivered. That's true. Yeah. That? 
Um, it's actually, I find that it's the opposite way for me. Like I have a harder time not working than relaxing um, because my work is my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that like I recently, like we sort of, so we live in a big warehouse loft um, and our, it's a very open concept sort of um, space here. And I found that once I sort of set my office up and like kind of coordinated off like we had this big giant bookshelf, um, I had some like curtains up for a while to like kind of block my computer from view. And I find that that really helped me sort of like be like, all right, when I'm outside of my office, mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything that is like work related. Um, but yeah, I find that like, it's, it's, it's super important to just like, maybe like try to like back up and recognize when you're maybe working a little too much. Um, my fiance, he's a massage therapist. So he'll leave at work at 10 o'clock in the morning he'll go and he'll get home around like eight o'clock. And like, I will, if I don't like stop to make dinner or like stop to eat lunch, I will literally work from 10 o'clock to eight o'clock and like not really take a break other than to like make seven lattes. But like, so. you know, um, so my, my business is virtual. And mm-hmm. so I've got team members in BC. I've got team members here in Saskatchewan. And a couple of years ago, uh, when I moved my office back into the house, uh, my kids would come home for lunch. And so at the time I'll say my kids were nine and 10. Mm -hmm. So they'd come home for lunch and, you know, I'd been in the office working all morning and I'd stop, you know, when they came home for lunch. And so people were like, Oh, that's such a nice balance. You can make your kids lunch. I'm like, make them lunch. I never made them lunch. (laughs) They make their own lunch. (laughs) So this, this one time my son, uh, and like, I'm going to say it was like December or January. So it's pretty chilly outside, but it wasn't too cold that they couldn't walk because we're not that far from school. Mm-hmm. So my son comes home at lunch. And as I say, I've been working all morning. He says to me, mom, what do you think if one of these days at lunch, like you made us soup or something <laughs> hot like that? It's <laughs> like, okay, major parenting fail. My son, my kid has to ask me oh to make a hot meal in the middle of the winter. How old was he? I'm going to say he was nine at the time. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, it was. Water. It was just it was priceless. And I'm like, hmm, I think there's a message here. But then just to add, you know, kind of insult to injury. So I've been working at home now for three years. Mm-hmm. And so about a year and a half ago or a year ago, my husband joined the business as well. And because he was, you know, just kind of getting used to this being at home thing and working from home. uh, And he has an office upstairs. So we're not in the same physical space. Mm -hmm. Well, he thought this was pretty cool. He'd walk to school with the kids in the morning. He'd make them hot lunches. Like he has put me to shame, like instantly. (laughs) But when he's not here and the kids are relying on me, they're like, oh crap, mom's home. We got to make her own lunch. Oh God. Now we're going to starve to death. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, hey, I am like building these people up. They are going to be able to look after themselves by the time they are 13. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Those are important life skills to have. So you really are just going to do them a favor. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And of course, you know, we're all stuck at home quite a bit right now. Mm -hmm. So there was a meme that circulated on social media. And it said, you know, oh, by the time this is done, I'm going to learn a language. I'm going to this. I'm yeah, gonna that. Right. And I was like, no, I'm not losing weight because I just taught my kids to bake. So now my kid bakes every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, my house isn't going to be clean because now there's four of us in it all day, every day. Uh, you know, and so I was like, none of this is happening. I'm not learning a new language. I'm, you know, figuring out how to 
pivot my business and stay on my feet. So (laughs) yeah, I see all this other stuff that, you know, other parents are doing and I'm like, yeah, fail, whatever, just be done. (laughs) Just do what you can and get over it. (laughs) Exactly. Yes, exactly. So, you know, um, in the, in just in the last little while, there's been these porch sessions mm-hmm. and you know like it's kind of cool you see families on the porch and they're kind of dressed up and um yeah it started during covid and maybe it'll last after and maybe it won't but so tell me about that like should that be happening uh right now or or like what's your opinion <laughs> i have very strong opinions about the porch sessions actually um okay. they're the po- they've been very polarizing in the photography community um, because there are some people that are, um, you know, doing it for charity, which is amazing. And, and people, some people are raising a lot of money for like the food bank and like other, um, you know, um, fundraising opportunities that people are missing out on right now. So that's great that, you know, people are raising money for these charities and everything. But at the same time, you know, you did mention COVID. We are currently all under stay-at-home orders or whatever the current situation is, like self-isolation. So me personally, um, I feel like by leaving the house to go and do these front porch sessions, you're sort of putting unnecessary risks on the families that are, um, you know, participating in these. Um, Because, you know, especially if you are photographing clients that you've photographed before, like if you're a family photographer and you photograph this family 10 times in the last like five years, like the kids are going to know you. They might like love you. They might even like come and run up to you when you go to do these fort porch sessions and give you a hug, well, there goes the social distancing right there. Exactly. Um, and now you've put that family at risk and they have put you at risk. So yeah. for right now, like, I don't think, I don't think that people should be doing them. That is of course my opinion. Um, but you know, I don't think photography is an essential service as much as we want to think it is. Yeah. Um, it's not an essential service. So um, for folks to be going out and like doing these sessions right now, which just sort of, it's, uh, yeah, I don't, and like, even um, there's the Professional Photographers of Canada, PPOC, they've even said, like, hey guys, like, don't do these sessions. Like, we are saying as an association, stay home, you can do stuff from home, like, don't go out and put, like, your clients and stuff at risk. So, yeah, me personally, I don't, I'm not a big fan of them, but, like, I understand that, you know, some people are doing great things with them, so I'm trying to, like, stay away from that whole, like, thing. <laughs> well, and it- so I, I asked the question um, for a particular reason, because mm. my opinion is kind of the same as yours. And I think that is a very polarizing opinion where yes. there's a lot of photographers out there who think, oh, this is a great thing. Let's go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. Any kind of interaction that doesn't need to occur right now, don't take yeah. the risk. Yeah. Right. Um, or if you just have to have that family picture, Set your phone up on a tripod with yes. a 10 second like yep. delay and run back and stand on We the all have smartphones these days. There's no yes. excuse. Exactly. To me, to me, it's almost like I find I'm, I, they upset me mostly because like, even if you as a photographer are taking all the precautions and you are staying the 10 feet away or whatever distance it's supposed to be and nothing goes wrong, you're still setting that precedent for another less experienced photographer to go out and maybe not know that they need to stay away. Um, it's the same thing as like shooting on train tracks. Um, train tracks, they're highly illegal to shoot on, very <laughs> dangerous because people, you don't know when the train's coming, it'll just come in out of nowhere and people don't realize the danger of train tracks, but you see photos on train tracks all the time. 
Exactly. So to me, it's the same thing as train track photos. Like just don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> Not right now don't. at least. <laughs> exactly. No. And it's anyway, we won't get caught up in that one. Yeah. Uh, we only have, um, we only have a couple of minutes left. Oh my goodness. So, already. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so fast. Um, before we do wrap up, tell everyone how they can find you website, okay. social, all those good details. Yeah, I am at ericagale.com. That is Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A-G-A-Y-L-E.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at egalephoto.intimates. And um, Facebook is Erica Gale Photography. I'm also, I have a Facebook community um, called Booty Babe Community by Erica Gale Photography. If you search Booty Babe Community, it's B-O-U-D-I-E babe community you should be able to find it request to join it's a uh, female identified non-binary um welcoming uh space where it's positive and we're all like just cheer each other on and we're supporting each other through this time i post a lot of uh, client work in there too so if you're interested in a session um that's the best way to see my most recent work is in that group and on instagram too so. okay that sounds awesome and actually something you just said um men and women both do boudoir sessions it's not just women right mm -hmm. yeah so so either gender is is more than welcome okay uh well in my group i uh female identifying so if you're trans or you identify as female and non-binary so if you don't identify as either i don't accept men in my group but <laughs> uh, okay yeah because yeah. they can be creeping for all yeah. the wrong reasons yeah i mean not not all men right but you never yes. know <laughs> yes and and you have no way to know yeah exactly. i used to um i used to have a women only group and the number of men that wanted in there and i was like yeah no, yeah it happens a lot i, I decline a lot of uh, requests so <laughs> i believe it Awesome. We are out of time. I'd like to thank you for joining us today on The Secret Life of Entrepreneurs. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email me at barb at googlegirl.ca or reach out on Facebook and Instagram at AboveTheFoldCA. Just a reminder, you can even submit questions in advance of the live show uh, on any of our social media channels. I'm your host, Barb McGrath, local business owner, digital marketer, and Google Girl. Remember, you worked hard for your success. Don't keep it a secret. Bye for now.